Powered by MPB, this is Chalkboard Chat, an MPB education podcast. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB public media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. Welcome back to another engaging episode of Chalkboard Chat, where we talk about all things education in Mississippi. I'm your host, Dr. Tara Wyren, and today we are joined by a distinguished guest who holds a pivotal role in shaping the future of our great state and empowering our youth. We are honored to have with us Mississippi's Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman, who will shed light on a program that not only holds immense importance to our students, but also offers a unique opportunity for them to dive into the world of politics, governance, and public service. This episode is part of a Chalkboard Chat series highlighting community student groups across Mississippi that's not necessarily tied to a particular school. The Senate PAGE program, which we will explore today, is a gateway for students to step into the heart of the legislative process to witness history being made, and to learn firsthand about the inner workings of our government. It's a chance for these bright young minds to gain insight that will undoubtedly shape their perspectives and aspirations. I am so excited to learn more about this program and to hear about the incredible experiences that await our aspiring leaders. So without further ado, get your notebooks out because class is now in session. Lieutenant Governor Hoseman, welcome to Chalkboard Chat. We are truly honored to have you here today. Thank you. It's good to be with you again. So, as a young girl, I went to Capitol Hill, and I also visited our state capitol, and I was so excited about the PAGE program. It was always intriguing to me to see the students there, and I thought I might want to do it one day, but I never got to do it. Well, come on back. (laughs) So I'm excited to learn a little bit more about how it actually works today. So let's just dive right into it. Can you give me a little bit of history about the Senate PAGE program, its unique name? Yeah. Well, first of all, you have to go back to when we built the place, or our forefathers, I guess, and their grandfathers. So in 1903, they built the Capitol down there. And as part of that, they had the Senate side and the House side. And they also had all state agencies was in the Capitol. And, of course, the Capitol is ranked as one of the most beautiful in the country. If you've ever seen anybody else's capital around, and I've seen probably 15 or 20 of them, mm-hmm. none of them are as beautiful as ours. I mean, they're not even in the same league, actually. Some of them are just quite small, and I would say they're not distinguishable. Let me put it that way. I agree. So we have this beautiful capital with all of the people in it, and the Senate and the House started about 100 years ago to have what they call pages. And pages were people that, you know, like students or others that helped the legislature during their session. Back then, the Capitol was one of the few buildings in the state that were actually had lights in it. So people used to come just to look at the lights, and it was very helpful to have kids come from around, young men and women come from around the state and serve as a page during the session. And so it's gone on for 100 years. We always look forward to having them. They'll be in in January again this year. And during this year, in the first year of a governor's term, we have a 120-day session. Every other session is 90 days. Mm -hmm. So this year we'll have 120 days. And our pages will be there from when we start to when we get through. Oh, wow. That's a very good opportunity for them. And that's a long time to have that program. So kudos to Mississippi. Yeah, it's really cool, actually. Well, we've had all kinds of people go through the paging operation. Some of them work now in state government. Some of them are probably senators themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So what are the goals of the program? 
Well, the most important thing is to teach people about their legislature and how it works. So we have these young men and women in here. The junior pages, which we have, are 14 years old. I'll go into that in a minute. But we have these young people in here to watch the legislative process, and we want them to go back to their schools and tell people about what they learned and what went on and how our law was made. And in the end, we want a knowledgeable voter. Mm. That's our goal. And so we want every one of these people to say, I'm going to vote for my senator or my house member or my governor or my constable or whatever, because they understand the process and how important it is to vote because somebody then votes for you. Mm -hmm. And so they get to see everything. They get to see firsthand all of the drafting and committees and everything we do. That's an awesome responsibility for them to take back to their particular schools and homes to tell them about what they learn. Right. So when they become a page, what types of activities are they involved in when they're in the Capitol? Well, they start every morning about 8, 15 or so. They show up. Usually they're close. They'll commute with their parents or together. If they're not close, a parent may come down and live with them for the week. They start Monday morning. They end at noon on Friday. And so they work the same hours we do. Early on, those hours, probably 8.15, maybe to 5, as we have initial bills are filed in the first month. Then in the second month, we have committee reports. Then they would be stationed in the committee rooms or up in the Senate when we have session. Some of them sit out in front of the Senate for people to escort around or whatever we need done, and some of them are on the floor of the Senate in our place. And, of course, their House of Representatives has the same thing. And then during the session, senators may ask them to take a note or take a bill to the House or down to drafting, which is on the first floor. And so they basically run errands and do different things that the senators may ask them to do. And during that period, that week that they're with us, they're full-time working people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're just like everybody else. And it's interesting. I get some of the nicest handwritten letters back or notes back from people who have paged about they never understood and now they do and how much they appreciate what a senator has done or how the lieutenant governor runs the Senate or whatever. So it's, it's real interesting. And they're young minds, and we always have to remember they absorb more than we think they do. Mm-hmm. You know, they're watching out there, and they're watching our senators interact. They're watching me make rulings on whether something is relevant or not to a bill. They're watching the committee hearings and people testifying and senators asking questions. And, you know, we have 52 senators, and each has its own personality, and same with the House. So they're learning a lot about personalities, interactions between the various senators and how they get things done or not, and how things don't turn out where they get passed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So they get to see the whole deal, and I think it's a learning experience. I wish all of our young men and women would come down and work for a week. I think they'd get a lot out of it. You're exactly right. It's such high-level learning you're giving them over there. We have an MPB student council. Mm -hmm. We have students across the state to work on that student council. And one of the things that we have them to do is really get involved in the legislative session and to learn about what's going on over there with the senators and what all you guys do. So Jack Durr, I don't know if you remember Jack, but he was on our student council, and he came back and told us about the wonderful experience that he had. But he came in through the 4-H Senate page program. Is that something different than the regular page program? Yeah, they have different groups, like 4-Hs, and Boys and Girls Club may come for a period or whatever. They're all welcome, of course. It's a public domain. There are security things, and to get where the pages are, they have to have a special pass to get out in front of the Senate or on the Senate floor. They only allow senators on the Senate floor or these pages. People that are just visiting the Capitol have to go to the gallery to watch. They can't be on the Senate floor. Mm -hmm. So the kids that are our pages get full access to just about everything. 
and some of the visiting ones may not have that access. So the 4-H is not a full... I don't know what their process is for bringing I gotcha. them away. But I'm assuming it's 4-H members and they come to the Capitol, but they got to get specific passes. And on yes. security days now, as you know, things are different than they used to be. Absolutely. So we just don't have people roaming around. To get on the Senate floor, you have to have a special permission and a pass. Gotcha. So you mentioned that the pages' terms are a week, so they can be on a week in the Senate. And you also mentioned that the House has some pages. Can they do a week in the House and a week in the Senate? or They, they just, can. The, they way, can? Okay. the way you apply for this is through your senator or the lieutenant governor, and I do sponsor usually three or four or five a week myself. Mm-hmm. But you can apply to us, either me or your local senator. They will put you in the queue and can tell you what week would be open. And we try to match that with a week that would be a break week, like their spring break or something, so that we wouldn't have any classes. Some schools actually give credit for this. Mm-hmm. Others, we ask them to give equal time or a pass, and we write a letter for them saying that they were working at the Capitol and couldn't attend their normal classes, and those are usually granted by the high school or wherever they happen to be in school. So it's very important to that. They dress up. I mm-hmm. mean, they wear coats and ties. We, we furnish the tie, and they wear khakis, a white shirt, and we give them a tie. The men do, of course, and the ladies as well. And they're dressed just like you're going to a business meeting, which I think is also helpful. A lot of these kids, really, other than going to church, probably don't dress up to work. You know, they go to school and mm-hmm. whatever that dress code is. So it's real important, you know, they dress professionally to be professional. And we wear coats and ties on the Senate floor. So every time you see us, we'll be in coat and tie. So it, it's a very professional attitude and a very professional place to do business. And these kids learn about being in a structure in which everybody dresses appropriately and acts appropriately and respects other people's opinions and listens to arguments and whatnot. So they learn it all, and I think they get a lot out of it. I've not had one that said they thought it was a wasted week. Well, that is very valuable structure that they're learning, valuable life skills, valuable mm-hmm. employment skills, how to work with people in, yeah. in a professional setting. So, Yeah, when they go to work, when they go to apply for yeah. a job, if they'll dress up like they did when they were paid, there's a real good chance they'll get hired. Absolutely. I'm going to have to get me one of those ties. Yeah, go ahead. It's a state <laughs> property. Ask them. <laughs> okay. So I know that program's been around, you said, 100 years. How have you seen it evolve, and what innovations might happen in the future for this program? Well, it's like everything else now. Everything's electronic. When they're on the floor and they see a debate or something like that, they can actually get on their iPhone or something and pull the statute up. Mm. Or if they're out in front and they're not on the floor, they can look at the statute that people are arguing about one thing or another. So back in the old days, you know, everything was handwritten or you had carbon paper. People probably don't even remember that. I do. But anyway, you know, they're able to follow this in real time on their cell phones, which they're better at than I am, mm-hmm. uh, on what they can look at and can't look at. So you'll see them sometimes using their iPhones to track legislation and what they're supposed to be doing or what bills are actually on the floor, that kind of thing. I also think that's helpful because in the business world, that's what you do as well. They do get paid, by the way. I can't remember exactly what the pay is, but they get paid for the week. And then some of them don't take the pay in order to get a credit hours at the school. So it just depends on each page they get to make that decision. And we usually have, oh, I don't know, probably as few maybe in some weeks as 10 or 15 and probably as many as 25 or 30. And they're rotating out every week. Every week. Mm-hmm. So what are the expected outcomes of the Senate pages? Do they stay connected in some way once their week is up? We hope they do because it'd be fun. You know, they heard a bill in committee get argued and then see if it really passes or not. You know, and I was there with a hearing and Senator so-and-so was objecting and Senator so-and-so was saying this. So I, I hope they track it through. There are some that work right at the end when we do a lot of the bills get passed. 
I know you know this, but when a bill is filed by a senator, it goes to our committee, mm-hmm. and the uh, lieutenant governor assigns which committee it goes to. Then the committee meets, and they decide whether to bring it out or amend it. And if it dies there, it's gone. And we have over a 1,000 bills a year and probably only pass about 250 or so. Mm-hmm. So then it dies, and then from there, and these pages would be in those meetings, then it comes to the floor of the Senate, and it gets passed or fails on the floor of the Senate. Then it goes to the House, and if they accept it word for word, then they accept it and pass it. Most of the time that doesn't happen, and so most of the time the House has a different version, and then that version is sent to the Senate, and then we have to appoint three senators and three House members to have what we call conference committees. Pages are involved in all of this, and the conference committee meetings are public, and so they can be involved in that as well. Then if it comes out of there, it comes back to both floors, and we pass it again or not, and sometimes they die there again. And if we both pass it, then it goes to the governor to sign, and he vetoes a few, very few. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, out of the 250 or 300 bills, he may have vetoed three or four of them, something okay. like that. So most of the things that we pass get passed all the way through. So a pretty thorough process that they are involved in seeing Every how step it, of the way, from yeah. the very first time the bills are introduced, if they're there then, to committee meetings if they're there that week, to when we're on the floor if they're there that week, to the conference committee reports when we redo them, all the way down the line. Absolutely. So is there a particular time that these students need to contact their senators? It's time. It's time Uh, now. It is time, and I recommend that they do that because places fill up. And, you know, you have different dates. Some of them, you know, it's pretty heavy around spring break time Mm -hmm. for the schools. So if you were going to try to do it during spring break for your school, you'd be doing it now and contacting your senator. And for those that already don't have a competitor, you can contact them now. If there's a race between a Democrat and a Republican, you'd probably have to wait till after November and see who wins. Okay. Well, you've had a long history in our Mississippi government there as a public servant, and I know you've been connected with a lot of these pages. So can you share a specific story that you remember, a success story perhaps of a page? Well, I have one that's real recent. Actually, we had a page that was so impressed with what we were doing in the Senate and legislation. The way this works, where I can, I'll have them in my office maybe for a lunch or I'll have them step aside in the Senate and I'll tell them what we're doing and ask their questions and, you know, what do you think? And at the end of their week, I always try to take a picture with each of them mm-hmm. so that they can put it in their local paper. Moms and dads like those a lot, you mm-hmm. know, so we take a picture with all of them. And one particular one after the week came up to me and said, I want to work in your campaign. Mm. I said, well, that'll be great. And he ended up working in our campaign, and he was outstanding. His name was Reed Overstreet, and he ran Pine Belt for our whole campaign. And I think he's 18 years old now, maybe wow. maybe 17. But he worked in the campaign and did an outstanding job in probably half of South Mississippi. Oh. So, you know, there are ones that come directly out of there, not just to campaigns, but they come out and go to college and become young Democrats or young Republicans and end up being their president of the young Democrats or Republicans in their universities and leaders in their community colleges. I mean, you can see that. They have the drive to apply and come do something like that, which is harder. Not A lot of kids would say, I'm just going to go to spring break. But these kids thought that they'd spend their time in a learning process like yeah. that. So they end up being the leaders in their local schools and then later in their universities or community colleges and, quite frankly, later in life. Absolutely. For my last question mm-hmm. is just a personal one. You know, why do you think something like this particular program, and I've talked to others about community student programs that they have, why are these programs important from your perspective that students get involved with throughout the state of Mississippi? I still think the main thing is to get them to vote. Mm-hmm. During the presidential election, out of 1.8 million people, we voted 1.1 million. 
So we only voted 65 or 66 percent of the people who are eligible to vote for president of the United States. Mm-hmm. For a governor, it's usually around 800,000 or so. Mm. So less than half right. of the people in our state elect our governor and our lieutenant governor and our secretary of state and senators and house and everything else. So it's really important. Most of the time when you vote, you're voting for at least one other person. Yes. So Mm -hmm. I think the fact that they actually have a learning experience and they understand how important it is to elect good leaders one way or another, I think that's critical. And I think that was something that is a lifetime for them. Now, they'll go vote, like I said, every time for mayor and every time for governor. But you should never miss a vote. And these pages, once they see this process, I think very few of them will ever miss a vote. We'll ever miss a vote again, and we hope they tell their friends, their That's peers. That's right. Becomes cool. I'm going to vote when yes. I'm 18. I'm going to vote. Well, where are you going to vote? Are you kidding me? You need to come. Let me tell you where I'm going. So hopefully they'll drag the whole pack or whatever they got <laughs> with them yeah, to go vote. We hope they'll be leaders, and most of these young men and women are leaders in their individual schools. Yes, and voting will be a badge of honor to them and to us. And, and that's their future. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, as we wrap up this enlightening conversation about the Mississippi Senate PAGE program, I want mm-hmm. to expand my heartfelt gratitude to you, Lieutenant Governor Hoseman, for joining us today and sharing invaluable insights into this remarkable initiative. If I've left something out, now's the time to say, hey, you didn't ask me this. You really need to know this. Is there anything else we really need to know before we wrap it up? Well, the PAGES are at a time in the state's history that's never been before. It's never been in the history of our state where we have had an excess mm-hmm. in revenue. Mm-hmm. We have paid our teachers better than surrounding states. We have devoted more money to infrastructure than ever. We paid off 12% of the state's debt, and we had the largest tax cut in the history of Mississippi. So what they're seeing now is not the norm for the state, but it needs to be. And so what we're teaching them is that you can give tax cuts and you can still pay teachers and you can fund education and ETV and things that are important and you can still manage your money well and you can still do infrastructure. These are competing interests, but they're not exclusive to each other. And so while they're watching this go on with the times that we're in right now, there's never been a time like that. Mm-hmm. There's never been a time where you were cutting taxes and paying off debt and funding education and infrastructure so I'm hopeful that this will be in their minds as they go forward the next 40 or 50 years as leaders in this state, the things that they can accomplish with just hard work and some common sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. And I encourage all of you who are listening to spread the word about this transformative program and consider the boundless possibilities it offers to our future leaders. Thank you again, Lieutenant Governor Hoseman, for, thank you for joining thank you. me. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to be here, and I appreciate so much all the work that ETV does. And we watch them regularly. And as you well know, of our education system, your programming and things for children is very special to us and very informative and very helpful. So we enjoy the work that y'all do here and appreciate all you go through to get both education. And we love a lot of the historical things and things that you put on and whatnot. And then the commentary programs. I do want to compliment you particularly on the fact that you're going to start a program where the senators and the members of the House come out on various bills and discuss why they think they ought to be one way or another. Yes. And that program, I was just informed, will start this fall, and that's just a great idea for ETV to do that. I want our men and women to justify what they're doing in front of an audience like yours, and I'd encourage everybody to listen to them when the nights that they bring them on here, and I think that's very, very helpful. 
Well, we appreciate you saying that. And we say Mississippi is our mission. And whatever <laughs> we can do to hear all those voices and bring those voices on with us, that's what we're all about. So we appreciate you for saying that. And, you know, we support what you guys are doing. And we're happy about all the great strides that Mississippi has made over the past well, year. We We've had a very good four years. We're going to have another great four years. And besides, it's Mississippi Public Radio. So you're named after us. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you, Governor Hosen. And you know what? Yes, ma'am. Class is now dismissed. <laughs> Thank you so much. You've been listening to Chalkboard Chat, an MPB education podcast. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB public media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. This podcast is hosted with love by ACAS. Thank you for tuning in. Before you go, please be sure to leave a positive review for Chalkboard Chat and subscribe to be the first to know when the new episode releases. See you next time.